You are listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Running Thursday, July 11th through Sunday, July 14th at picturesque Birds Hill Park, Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor music festivals for over 40 years. I'm Miles Erickson, host of Can We Hang, and this episode spotlights Raylan Baxter. Raylan Baxter will be performing at Burr Oak on Saturday at 4.15pm. For the full lineup, a complete list of set times, to purchase tickets, and for more information on the Winnipeg Folk Festival, visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca. So first, I want to ask, your last record was called Wide Awake. It came out uh, last July. Mm-hmm. It was recorded in Kentucky. And t- no, 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 no. It no? Was recorded in, it was recorded in Santa Monica, California. It was written in Kentucky. Oh, pardon me. No, no, it's a common, uh, it's a common misunderstanding. It's, 
confusing. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, it, it, the question still remains, what was the role of Kentucky in the writing of the album? Was it the setting that helped you kind of write it? What kind of vibe did it give off? The importance of Kentucky is that I, would, I, I love cornfields, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and this studio that I was living at was surrounded by cornfields. Right. And coyotes at night. And it was just peaceful, but it was one hour away from Nashville. So it was, you know, within... I wasn't going so far out of the way that I couldn't return to some type of civilization. Right. Um, right. But but uh, and also you know the other major factor with that is is the the owner of that hotel. His name is Billy Swayze, mm-hmm. and and he uh, he's a you know a, low, a, a native Franklin, Kentucky resident. Uh, friends with one of my one of my dear friends and one of uh, our whole group of friends, dear friends, and he was there poking his head in and out while I was writing. Um, you know, making sure he was he was liking what I was doing, or if he if he wasn't moved by something I was writing, then I I took it as a sign that I should move on or improve that mm. song. But when he loved something, when he loved it, it was like. I felt really good about it because I trusted him so much in his taste in music and what moves him and what he's played me in the past. He's like, yo, check this shit out, right? Uh, and, you know, play me something I never heard that is amazing. Right. Uh, and so, you know, and he, uh, he's a very, he's full of spirit and, and absolutely, like, has changed all of our lives. He passed away in January in a car accident. So when I, when I go back and think about how important he was in the creation of those songs, it's like, I loved being around him, you know, and so uh, he, he, had, he had a lot to do with that. And, you know, his studio is still up and running and, and better than ever, and that, it's a very special place. It's called Thunder Sound, and what a, he had so much soul, you know, and so when I was writing these tunes, between the spirit of the building and the location and, and actually Billy, um, it came with, it was easy. Right. It was sort of an indirect um, collaboration in a way. Totally. Right. Well, something I'm interested in when listening to the record, and it's clear now, but to me, the record is so full of love. And there's some really great love songs, um, which is something I don't know you hear a lot of anymore. For you, what's the art of writing a great love song? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I think the art of loving is. Uh, I think the art of loving um, is is the trick to the art of writing a great love song. Mm. Uh, respecting the, the and that was a mistake what I said, but it actually makes sense. Is like respecting and then knowing the ins and outs of love, and that it's such a dynamic tie dye canvas at all times. It sometimes turns into visible images, um, and then uh, you know how. It's just my relationship with love, hmm. uh, how I, res- I respect it. I know that it's fleeting sometimes, and I know that it's always there once it's been touched, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no matter how long the love is felt, you can love a stranger when you walk by them and they're really nice to you at a restaurant or something. You can love your wife of 80 years, or you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's sort of the power in a love song is it doesn't have to be about one thing. It can... There's so many different types of love, and tapping yeah. into that is a powerful thing. 
And then there's just love. Like, it's a mysterious thing. Too. Right. Your last performance at the Winnipeg Folk Festival was in 2016. Um, do any yeah. memories come from that performance? Yeah, we, uh, of course. You know, that performance, actually, they had an in-between set, you know, on the small stage next to the main stage. Right, right. And, and a girl was playing uh, ukulele. Ooh. And she was really sensitive and really talented. So people were kind of... Uh, looking over at her while we were sound checking, and I never gotten yelled at by anybody, but uh, we were having to sound check, and you know we play electric guitars, so we were making we were making uh, a little bit of noise, had to, and right. the audience, a couple of people in the audience didn't know that this is part of like a process <laughs> of sound checking, so they started like pointing at me and yelling like. Shut up! She's trying to play, and I had I had no idea because I was I couldn't hear them. I just saw these people pointing at me, and uh, it was really funny. And I got uncomfortable for a second, and then we all made friends, and we went on to play a really good, memorable set. Uh, it was at a great time of the day, and I think um, I think I remember having some good food. Lovely. I had a good old time. That's man. all you need: some good food and some good tunes. When you're performing at a folk festival, sort of, is performing outside any different than sort of performing in a in a room? Most definitely. Just, I mean, acoustics alone are, are much different outside because you don't have walls to bounce off for the sound to bounce off of. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got the sunset. You've got the you know more, way more color. You can see way more color. Right. And uh, and uh, catch the occasional natural breeze. You know. <laughs> I like inside shows. I like them all, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, in a lot of interviews, people like to ask you about your father, as you were quite influenced as your father growing up. Uh, what I'm interested in is what is the role of your mother in your music? Awesome. Well, my mother is the sensitive. She's, of the two, she's uh, very sensitive, um, and she, she has a beautiful voice. Mm. She's got a beautiful, beautiful vibrato. And so I, I always, uh, I sometimes say I get like the music knowledge, the music instincts from my dad and I get the vibrato from my mom. Mm. Uh, and we would, you know, there was a three year period where I lived in Old Hickory, Tennessee, where we went to a Presbyterian church. Uh, the only time she's ever, she ever took us to church, we lived two blocks away from it. And uh, I remember her. You know, she was she was singing beautifully, and uh, always encouraged me to sing as a kid. Although I didn't start singing really until I was much older, but um, and, you know, and she's 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 a big supporter. She's like so proud and so happy that I'm doing what I'm doing, and and you know, she's like the rock. And when I when I think of somebody who sacrificed so much mm. for her two kids. And then she decided to go back to college to nursing school when I was in first grade and, wow. and did a preliminary, a three-year program in Nashville and then got accepted to Johns Hopkins University and did a five-year program there and graduated with a 4.3 GPA from Johns Hopkins Medical School and at the same time was on an eight-woman eight crew on a, row, a rowing team from Annapolis, Maryland that went on to win the national championships for masters for women over 
50 or 45 or something. Mm, wow. and, uh, and also three days a week driving my sister an hour to her school and back into Baltimore to go to school or to work in the hospital. Like, she gave up a lot to restart her career and to keep her kids happy. And it's, uh, the older I get, the more I super-duper respect that. That is really incredible. And it, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the love songs. That knowing that kind of love, it makes it a lot easier to write from the heart about love. Knowing, you know, that kind of, from the beginning, you know it. Yeah. And to be able to feel, feel, feel radically, you know, like feel extreme feelings and everywhere in between. Right. Uh, knowing that it's like, it's going to end and... It's much easier to write for me, um, knowing that it's also an incredible gift to be a human being, you know, and not a something else that our molecules made up. Mm. Uh, to have the brain we have, to have the, uh, the resources we have, and then to be able to play music is, uh, for me, the most amazing way to spend time. Right, right. Um, uh, something I'm interested in, and also in a lot of interviews, um, in a lot of articles about you, they, they like to state the influence of the Beatles or perhaps the Kinks or even Bob Dylan. Are those artists that you hear in your own music? And when writing this past album, who was some of the artists you were listening to? Um, well, yeah, my first album was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And so that was, I knew every word to that. Mm. And, and then... I didn't really listen to the Kinks though growing up. I just happened to have a, like a similar tone maybe sometimes mm-hmm. to Ray Davies that mm-hmm. people associate. Um, but I did really get into Power Man versus Lola versus Power Man, that Kinks album when I first, first moved back to Nashville. Of course. But yeah, with Wide Awake, it was kind of accidental or, or, or subconscious how, that, how these little Beatle grooves turned into themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love the Beatles. When you were in college, you played in a lacrosse team. And mm-hmm. up here in Canada, lacrosse is surprisingly our national sport. It's not hockey. Uh, it is. <laughs> do it you, is. I know that. Um, do you have any fun memories as a, from uh, your career as a lacrosse player? Thousands. I love the sport. It's an amazing sport. Um, I'm glad I got knocked out of it because I, I, I really love music more than I love lacrosse. <laughs> I love playing music more than I love playing lacrosse. I have three sticks in our van right now. I'm like eight feet away from hours of fun and entertainment. <laughs> I still keep in touch with my college lacrosse coach. I watch their games every weekend. Uh, I go to some games when I can, but I'm not often in Baltimore. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot about integrity from, uh, and how important that is and kind of... Um, standard manners in a restaurant and um very important yeah <laughs> and uh you know how to how to push through adversity at five in the morning when i have to run six miles and do a thousand mm. sit-ups or something <laughs> so. well my last question for you is um uh, if i was going to play one song from your uh, catalog what would that one song be and could you talk a little bit about uh, why that song might be important to you. Okay, sure. Let's think about this. I would play... Um, 
I, I would it would be between dreaming on my first album or uh let it all go man on my last album <laughs> well and we so can always do both i say let's say let it all go i mean if we do both i would pick dreaming because it's a nice i'm a dreamer everyone's got a little bit of a dreamer inside at least and so uh i feel like that picture has a nice i mean that song has a nice image to uh <laughs> picture in my mind mm -hmm. beautiful who, who doesn't want to go out west to california and live with the dreamers absolutely um, and, and if it was let it all go man it's just a nice kind of mantra song for me i enjoy singing it i enjoy the the help that the, the good feeling and the uh, acceptance i feel when i sing it and it's a nice song for people to hear once at least. Well, that is fantastic. Well, thank you so very much, Raylan, for your time. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I um, I look forward to returning to the, the homeland of Canada, she, Mother Canada, who <laughs> took my virginity so long ago. <laughs> and it'll be certainly be a great time to see you at the Folk Festival. Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, jamming. Every day I walk along the riverside thinking to myself How the dream of storm has come and gone and now I'm all alone again Do you ever wonder why there's a teardrop in your eye when the morning comes? And have you ever tried waking up in heaven? Talking to the wind Yeah, here I go again Just a dreaming Yeah, here I go again So I walk along the river road Thinking about the way it ought to be How the blowing of the wind And a whistle from a friend Make their way to me But while the time is passing by Go and open up your eyes And tell me what you see And you can meet me at the moon Cause I'll be waiting there for you What the night time waits for me So here I go again Just a dream Yeah, here I go again And every night I fly away To find another place to call my home Yeah, and once again I ride the wind She takes me anywhere I want to go Yeah, I know they're never real, but they sure make me feel again. They're 
once again the dreaming ends Everyone come knocking down your door And I've tried a million times But I still cannot remember what I came here for Yeah, I know they're never real But they sure make me feel again Think I'm gonna pack a bag and head out west I heard out there the dream never ends So here I go again Just a dreaming Yeah, here I go again Just a dreaming Make yourself a drink, blow your smoke into the air Contemporary sadness and fire-breathing dragons are everywhere But the days go by here in old Belvedere And the way that it goes is just the way that it is But do you ever wonder if anyone is ever gonna make it out? Is it wonder, is it fame, or is it popularity that ruins everything? Is the river not the rain? Why is everyone pretending that there's not a drop to drink? Well, there you are, holding on to everything. Let it all go, man. Let it all go, man Let it all go, man Let it all go So I build up a fence around the man in me the Mayan and the misanthrope argue in the street Angelic eyes of sadness and fire-breathing dragons are all I see But the longer I stand and the more I awake The cracks in my hand and the lines on my face 
failed to remind me the frail and the blind see the same as me is it madness or is it fear my brother I'm not really sure after all these years is it wonder is it love or is everyone believing that it's under their control here we are just waiting to explode let it all go man let it all go man let it all go man let it all go I'm Miles Erickson, and you've been listening to a special podcast spotlighting Raylan Baxter, who will be performing on Saturday, July 13th at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. To hear more featured artists, visit umfm.com, and be sure to visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca to get tickets to this great event running July 11th through 14th at Birds Hill Park.